0: Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. My title was, Are You Sure? And so I'm going to give you three things today that by the time we're done with the broadcast, you are going to be um, sure of. Because there are three. Uh, oh, good! Thank you, Alicia. Oh, yeah, we put out a <coughs> we put out a um, Miracle Word Kids survey because uh, we want your feedback. You know, we're always changing things up. We're always coming up with ideas. We want to hear maybe on your end what uh, you you know want to see, what you haven't seen yet from us. So you can go to miraclewordkids.com dot com forward slash survey. The link was put up. And we want to hear from you and the reviews that you put, your feedback. We're going to feature in uh, the summer edition magazine that's getting ready to come out for Miracle Word magazine. We want people to read what other parents are saying about uh, Miracle Word kids. And literally, my eyes were starting to water when I started to read some of them the other day because it they just blessed me so much. And... Uh, I love to hear because i don 't get to hear you know everything all the time, and so when it was a a forced thing where you have to write back and i and i 'm reading them it it really blessed me so thank you for all over the world. We have kids participating and being a part of it, and it means so much to me and it makes us all the whole team works really hard to get this out for your kids because not just me the team that I have that works with us, we all are on the same vision and we always try to make things better uh, for everyone. So thanks to everybody. All right, three things that I wanna make sure that you are sure of. Okay, so we're gonna be talking about your environment because in order to flourish, all right, so here we are, Starting June, okay, we're starting June, and we're halfway through the year. And sometimes this is a time where we kind of get, like, the dip going down. You know, everybody's on a high at New Year's. Everybody is, you know, all their resolutions have just started, and so they're good for the first few months. Uh, you know, the the new year, the the new year going into it hasn't technically, you know, started per se as far as things that are coming, maybe new things people have started and then they're just now starting to get their feedback and their, you know, what, what's happening with it. And so uh, I want to encourage you that with the half of the year over with, this is not a time to let down your guard. This is not a time to chill out. This is not a time to go in um, some kind of like steady uh, maintenance mode and we're just going to do what we can to get by. This is not a time to not grow. This is a time to kick it into high gear. We have been saying for uh, 2021 that we're going to run and we're still running. Nobody should be getting their shoes off. Nobody should be going on vacation per se. Yes. I, I'm ready for a vacation, so <laughs> I am ready, I'm, I'm going to be honest, this is Honest Time with Carolyn Shuttlesworth, and <laughs> I am human, in case you didn't know, I am not a robot, I am not a robot, and, <laughs> and I am ready for a vacation, so I actually need to figure out on my calendar where I can squeeze one in, because this is what happens every year. We forget to squeeze, <laughs> squeeze one in, and then now we're, you know, working on how to figure that part out. Everybody needs rest time. Resting, you can still be productive and you can still flourish during resting time. Yes, Lilia, that is me. Uh, yes, Jessica, that actually would be really fun with the right people. <laughs> honest hour with Carolyn I'm just saying Jessica and you are one of them (laughs) just wanted to clarify that (laughs) I've been on those trips people and then you don't ever want to take a vacation and then when you're done with the vacation say I need a vacation from my vacation I've been there I've been there done that and I'm not doing it again I'm a really quick learner guys just let you know one time I'm good One time and then that's it for me. And I don't have, you know, one slap on the wrist, I'm good. So back to reeling it in, Jessica made me go off on a little side avenue, but we're gonna flourish, okay? We are getting ready to, I'm gonna say like just blow up this summer. I am so ready for the seeds that have been sown in the first half of this year that, you know, Ted, if you didn't get a chance to watch live on Sunday night from his tabernacle, it was a fire service. It was good. I know sometimes we can overuse those fire emojis, but I'm, I'm not kidding. It was really, really good. And from the middle to the end of the service, a statement had been saying um, it's reaping season. And it just has stuck with me. For any of you that were there or watched it, you understand. And if you want to write it in the comment section, and you know, you're gonna get it by the end of this, but it is reaping season. I'm telling you, the stuff that's been sowed at the beginning of this year, the stuff that we've been running and doing, it is reaping season. This is not a time. That's right, Aaron. Thanks for joining me, Aaron. Um, It is reaping season. It is a time to flourish, and that's what we're talking about. Three things that we are gonna be sure of, and I I wrote that at the beginning, are you sure, and you're gonna be sure by the end. So, we need to know, what is our environment like? What is our environment, um, is it environment where we can grow? Is it an environment where we can flourish? Is it an environment where there's life? Is there an environment where there's nutrients to make us grow? I'm gonna start in Psalm 92. Psalm 92. What the? Get on my pages. Bringing this out of my backpack. they are all sticking together. All right, Psalm 92. I'm going to start with, um, let's start with 12. But the godly will flourish like palm trees. I love palm trees. I live in Florida. I have palm trees surrounded by me all the time, and they're actually one of my favorite trees. When I moved to Virginia and I didn't see any more palm trees, I'm not going to lie, I cried because I was used to seeing for 22, 21 years of my life looking at these beautiful trees. So I kind of had fun uh, doing this uh, topic today. But the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon for they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. That's pretty awesome. He wants to take palm trees, love God, because we have the same favorite trees, palm trees and the cedars of Lebanon. He's saying, I want to move them over. I want them around me. I want them in my courts. I want them. Why? So then I started looking about palm trees and I started looking about Um, This morning I was looking up cedar trees and the studying, like, looking on the cedars of Lebanon and why was it so important. And it's mentioned quite a few times um, throughout the Bible, you know, cedars of Lebanon and palm trees is mentioned quite a few times. But I started wondering, like, why why does God want those to be transported into his courts? A couple similarities that palm trees and cedar trees have is... um, they can be found in wide a range of climate zones. So like palm trees can live in the winter. They can live where it's super hot. Uh, same with cedar. They can live in all wide ranges. Okay, so there is going to bring us later to Psalm 1 because in e- any season we're to be productive. In any season we're to flourish. We're not supposed to uh, change and be like, well, this is a downtime, this is an uptime, this is a downtime, this is an uptime. And so cedar trees can be found and palm trees in a wide range of climate zones. And all throughout the Bible, I had to bring my computer today. I left my iPad in my backpack. Let's just say I'm home for four days. I'm not really going to unpack. So... (laughs) Known throughout the Bible as a symbol of power and longevity. So cedar trees, you know, here on earth, 100 to 300 year range of their life. Um, And palm trees, same. They're at least 100 years. They can live in any climate. And um, they also show power and longevity and strength, because you can have hurricanes, category five hurricanes in um, Florida, and let me tell you what's gonna be left. There'll be bridges down, there'll be houses smashed, but your palm trees in the backyard will be just fine. (laughs) It's It's just what it is, and so got me thinking like, that's how we're supposed, that's how we're supposed to be. These strong trees are symbols all throughout the Bible of power and longevity and production. And so I'll get into that with um, with uh, palm trees. Go over with me to Psalm 1 because the first point I'm going to be talking about is your position is sure. So if you guys want to write number one and write your position is sure, that's what I'm going to get into first. Psalm 1, and I'll start with two through three I wrote down. But they, uh, me, you, they, that's who the Bible's talking about. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the river bank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. So your position is sure. This is not, the word of God is not a wave of the ocean. It's not what is the economy doing? What is other people doing? What is the market doing? What are other countries doing? What papers that our government signed, what direction are they going? No, it doesn't matter the state that's around you. You're gonna be able to withstand anything that's trying to trap you up, trying to stop your production. And it shows you here that you're gonna be able to see increase in any season. They're like trees planted along the riverbank. Where's your strong foundation? What living water, what is coming into your spirit man? What is it that's going to make you a strong tree? Like the palm tree that we talked about, like the, the cedar tree. What is it that you're feeding into you that's going to have a lasting production in your life? Because that's what it says here. If I... You can read that verse and change they to I, make it more personal for yourself. Sometimes that helps with um, really getting it like a light bulb going on over your head. But I, if I delight, if I delight, if I desire, change that word, you know, if you look up delight, it's a desire. If I desire the law of the Lord, if I crave what he has for me, if I crave his word, if I want to get the wisdom revelation of it. I want that light bulb to go over my head. I want it to sink in. I want more information. I want more wisdom. Think of it that way. I crave the law of the Lord. And I meditate. That word's not scary. The world makes it scary. The world makes it sound like, ooh, meditation, it's so I don't even know what it is, universal or scientific or uh, who, who like, I guess Buddha's, Buddha people meditate. I don't know. Whatever people want to say they meditate on, I don't know. Buddha? Buddhist? <laughs> As you can see, they're of no importance because they don't have a god that's alive and real. So therefore, they're Buddha people. <laughs> At least I made Tiffany laugh. I don't know about the rest of you. But that's all that matters. If you make Tiffany laugh, you're having a good day. So, that delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night, thinking about it. What are your thoughts? If you, it says in the Bible, in the New Testament, your thoughts will stay pure. Keeping your thoughts on him. In, um, in uh, I believe it's Isaiah 26.3. Isaiah 26.3, if you keep your mind on Christ, you keep your mind, you have the mind of Christ, it's saying, you keep it on him, or you, you put on the mind of Christ, you can't have fear and doubt and anxiety. There's no way. That never attached itself to Jesus. It never attached itself to Jesus. And the Bible tells you all the times you can be like Jesus fruit of the spirit, putting on the mind of Christ, receiving the gift of peace that he's given to you in John fourteen twenty seven, clearly says it was a gift from Jesus to you that the world didn't give it. So the world has no right taking it over. Therefore, if you don't have peace, you have handed over it to the ways of this world. You have to think of it like that. You have to look at it in a serious matter. Why am I not producing? Why do I feel like my position isn't sure? Why? Well, are you delighting in the law of the Lord? Are you meditating on it day and night? Now listen, I'm a mom. I travel. I'm busy. run a ministry with my husband. Uh, Other things we have going on. Doing the kids stuff. Homeschooling. You know, living life in general, (laughs) making sure my house doesn't fall down around me. (laughs) You know, we all have day-to-day life things. So it's not like, you know, you're going to sit in a room by yourself and have a chance to meditate constantly and be like, you know, in this constant prayer closet, in this constant state of worship and everything. No. But you're taking, even if it's a verse of the day, and you are getting that word, the revelation. You could take one verse and it be so powerful and change your life by one verse. You know, you cannot exhaust the Bible. You can't just read it once and say, well, I know everything. There's new stuff every time you read it. It's fresh, new, alive and powerful. And so we have to meditate on a day and night. Whether you have the time to sit, And go off and have some devotion time. Or you have a chance, like I said, get some preaching. You know, you guys are listening now to the word of God. Get it in your system. Then you can go back. Look it up. What I'm talking about. Get more of the word on it. And so, meditating on it day and night is a must. Then it says, you will be. So they again, you can say I, replace it with I, I will be like trees planted along the riverbank. And I'm gonna bear fruit in each season, okay? That means I'm gonna see manifestations. That's what that bearing fruit means. What are the manifestations that I'm seeing to make my position sure? What are the manifestations that I'm seeing? Because it's winter, you know, you see oh well trees most trees leaves fall it's dead it's a time you know to huddle up not do anything slow time slow down no bearing fruit in each season meaning seasons will look different but production is always going to be happening seasons may look different but your production will always be flourishing your production will always be Moving on to the next thing, greater, moving on. So, your position is sure, which I read in Psalm 1, 2 through 3. Um, side note that I had wrote down, you can read it in John 12. I'm, I'm not going to go and turn to John 12 and 12 uh, through 13. But, you know, if you go to the story, they laid down the palm branches, And, you know, that represented victory and triumph when Jesus was coming through on on the donkey at his feet, victory and triumph. And so you have a position that is sure. You have a position that is sure. Don't get knocked off of your position. Don't let some sucker punch, something that the enemy tries to throw your way, some kind of, you know, kink, in a plan that you you may have had. Don't let that knock you off of your position. Know that in every season, you have the answers to get you to the next level. In every season, you're gonna have greater faith. In every season, you're gonna have provision. In every season, you're gonna walk in divine healing. In every season, You're going to have divine protection. It's not going to matter what season you're in. You're going to have the manifestations that you're believing God for because you're delighting in the law of the Lord. You're spending time with him. You're growing your spirit man. And you're having a desire to see uh, production in your life, to flourish. And so number one is your position is sure. Number two, your victory is sure. Your victory is sure. I'm going to give a personal story on um, knowing that your victory is sure. Uh, Many of you know uh, Madeline's story of healing. Uh, If you're watching for the first time or you don't really know or, you know, don't know anything uh, that uh, Ted has mentioned it before. I haven't been in our meetings where he's mentioned it. Really quick, because I'm going to talk about actually a story with Brooklyn, is... Uh, you know, she was healed of a blood disease when she was two and a half years old, uh, to make a long story short. Uh, so we had had this battle with our daughter where we said, listen, we are not going around preaching our ministry called Miracle Word Ministries and preach, you know, divine healing and faith. And my baby girl's in the hospital, um, dangerously sick, heart issues, and blood issues, and getting reports of things that she'll never do again. So that wasn't really going to be an option for us. It was really going to be, Lord, you, you're you going to heal Madeline based on your covenant with the word of God that I have with you, or Ted and I are going to go, um, I don't know, sell something. But it wasn't going to be we're gonna be going around the ministry. You know, I've been in those services before and um, actually was in a service after Madeline was sick where a, a, men, a preacher stood before us and talked about plan B. That got no, there's no plan B. I don't care what somebody else goes through. This is why Ted and I are so adamant about saying, your story is not someone else's story there's only plan A in the kingdom. So we just have to learn to stick with it. And one, know our position is sure. And two, know our victory is sure. So Madeline was healed. Madeline was healed. She did not take any medic. Well, the only medication she had was um, aspirin because of the fluid around her heart and it had something to do with draining fluid and all this stuff. But she was healed by the mighty, miraculous power of God and um, did one checkup with her for her heart because I said to the Lord, I said, I'm, they wanted to give her all this medicine to come home with. And I said, I'm not, I'm not giving my kid pills every day. This is not going to be her life this is not going to be her schedule this is not going to be a daily routine for her so lord i'm going to go to one doctor's appointment a cardiologist appointment and i'm going to get a good report and that's going to be the end of it so i did got a good report he said i've never seen you know a heart heal and fluid leave this fast before thank you jesus i left of course the enemy will come back Of course, and he has no new tricks. Two things he did when he came back. He had doctors uh, sending me letters to my house, telling me like, where are you? You're supposed to be uh, following up with your kid, you know, this and that. So for a split second, you think, did I make the right decision? Like, am I supposed to be going back for these checkups? You know, do they need to look at her again? And no. I ripped them up. They were coming to my house, a certified mail. They wanted to make sure I was getting them. But I ripped them up and threw them in the trash. I had the thought for a moment: Did I make the right decision? We all have that moment where we have to kick in our sureness of the Word of God. Okay, that's why I taught it. Are you sure? We all have that moment. We all have that flesh moment. Where it's like, holy cow, did I make the right decision? And you have to go back to your foundation. And I said, yes, ripped it up. Okay, moved on. Maddie was two and a half. A year later, I had Brooklyn. Now, you know, here the devil is. Not the same, you know, same story, obnoxious. I made a decision with Brooklyn and hey, you know. This is my decision that I made with my family, but I'm going to tell you what it is because, um, you know, and and you agree with me or not, (laughs) I'm the kind of person, and I mean this with all love and kindness, uh, I don't care. I don't care because the Holy Spirit is my leader and my guide of my home. And so when you really get that uh, boldness and thought, process in your head, uh, then you realize and say, well, other moms might not like it, other friends might not like it, other family men- members might not like it, but at the end of the day, am I at peace with my decision based on what the Holy Spirit gave to me? Yes. Bam, done, good night sleep. See, it, it's really that simple, I promise. And so when um, I had Brooklyn, the Lord really instructed me. I had a very uh, rough feeling to not get any more vaccinations for my kids. Maddie had, I think, one round when she was little. I guess it, I guess they're two-year-old shots or whatever like that. Well, then Brooklyn comes along, and I just had this feeling inside of me not to do it. And. I didn't research anything. I honestly know nothing about vaccines um, that way. I mean, I know lots of people have studied them and some people say they're fine and then some people say, you know, they're altered, they're causing this, they're causing that. I've done zero research on vaccines. I just know I had an instruction. And of course, it's a weird one to follow at first because you know I was vaccinated as a kid and you don't think anything of it and and you know I'm going to Ted and I'm saying hey you know this is what I feel and he'd say I'm not gonna give you an answer you're gonna go by the Holy Spirit and then we're gonna go with it so I love that I have a husband that forces me to hear the Holy Spirit because we all have to hear the voice of God that's a that's a thing that you have to teach your kids at a young age challenge them don't have to be a helicopter mom, side note. Of course with safety. But give them a chance to listen to the voice of God and let them hear that voice. They get that voice, there's no stopping them. You get a sure foundation with your kids in decision if you get them trained, their they're spiritual ears to hear the voice of God. And so um, made the decision, okay? Made the decision. I remember sitting with Brooklyn and nursing her in her nursery, in her room, before we were getting ready to go on a trip. And I said, all right, Lord, uh, I'm not gonna try to figure out why. I just know your voice and this feeling, and I'm not gonna vaccinate. Done with Maddie, she did one round, and I'm never gonna have anything stuck uh, with Brooklyn. And then obviously that's followed along with T3, but I'm not gonna have anything. And um, then we, you know, and I, I asked the Lord, you have you, you talk to him. He's not, he's not like this uh, mean, you know, God up in heaven. Who He's loving. He's a loving father, and he wants to communicate. You have a conversation with him, just normal conversation. I was sitting in a rocking chair nursing my daughter, and I'm rocking, and I'm talking to God, and I said, all right, God. You know, this is going to be our decision and I'm going to stick with it. I promise. But I know people are going to come at me and I know things are going to come my way. Voices. All right. If you already know this, then this is a good prayer to say when you make a decision. I said, Lord, keep me strong and and keep me strong and block out the voices that come my way. Because you'll get them. You'll get people that aren't going to be happy with your decision in life. They're not going to understand why God told you to do something. But it's not for them to understand because he didn't speak to them. He spoke to you. And all you have to do is operate in obedience. So that's what I did. I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me out because people are not going to like my decision. And so, you know, that was the end of it. Here, here we go a week later we're getting in Jacksonville on a trip. And um, in go to Sunday morning service, fine. Brooklyn seemed a little off, seemed a little funny. But by the night service, so that quickly, within a few hours from morning service, she was just real lethargic. She was three and a half months old. And I'm in a hotel room. Worse, 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 worse. I didn't even, and for me not to go to church, I mean, I, I dragged my kids to. <laughs> I drag my kids to church when they've got fevers and everything else. And you know what? They've never left with the fever. I'm I'm just saying, like, they've never, I've dragged my kids. They have been on the road. They've had fevers. And I've literally gone to church with them every single time. They've slept on me, slept on my lap in church with a fever and was healed every single time by the end of the service. Not once. Um, Side note. And then... So I actually had to stay home with Brooklyn. Like, she was bad at three and a half months old. I mean, that's, that's little. And she's nursing and this and that. And it was Ted and his dad doing um, a joint meeting at this church. So stick with me. I'm, I'm talking about victory is sure, my point number two. And, um, oh, my mother-in-law says, was just talking about Brooklyn going to the hospital. Yeah, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law were there. They were doing a, a joint meeting with, with uh, Ted. And so, you know, I'm texting Teddy. I'm in the hotel room, Brooklyn stops breathing. Let's just say, very scary moment. Go into the bathroom, I'm running steam. She's three and a half months old. A baby, literally gasping for breath in my arms. Um, My father-in-law and mother-in-law come back with Ted to the hotel, lay hands on her, give me an, an anointed cloth from the service and said, you know, head over to Jacksonville Kids', uh, Kids Hospital. And um, you know, she, Ted's holding her in the car while I'm driving. And all I could do was laugh. And Ted is laughing in the back. You know, my eyes get teary-eyed because you just, it was just such a frustrating moment. But at the same time, like, what? I, I just went through this with Madeline. All week in the hospital when she was two and a half years old, she couldn't even walk. She literally, all she could do was have tears rolled down her face. And the pain that Madeline was in, I mean, you know, Ted will describe it when he's preaching, but until you're there and like you can't even like touch your kid without them being in excruciating pain and they can't even walk and it was like a two and a half year old that runs around all the time, it's hard. Um, and that's why I'm so big on one of my teachings that I do is not letting your compassion water down your faith. Maybe I'll do that on a on an afternoon coming up because I'm very adamant about about that topic. <laughs> is not letting because that happens to parents. It happens to parents. They get their heart strings get pulled and then all of a sudden the same God that healed them when they had an issue for some reason parents get a little overwhelmed with their kid feeling a certain way or looking a certain way and then all of a sudden it's not it's like the faith is watered down and all of a sudden it's too hard for God well it's not too hard for God we've got to be strong for the situation. So I'm walking into the Jacksonville hospital, literally we laughed on the way because all we did was think of Madeline, like, is this for real right now? Like, is this for real? And all I could think about was I made this decision. I made this decision a week ago that I wasn't gonna uh, give her these shots. And all I could think about was what an idiot, this devil. Can't even think of anything new. Trying to get my daughter back into the hospital. I just dealt with this with Madeline. And so this is how you know your victory is sure. Um, Brooklyn, of course, the first thing they ask when I'm, in the, when I'm in the emergency room is about her shots. Funny. Funny how that's the first thing you asked, what she's had. and It's like, is this for real? And they try to freak you out. Well, she should have had this. Well, now she has RSV and she caught this and it's during this season and flu season and blah, 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 blah. Okay, we're gonna fast forward. She spent a week in the hospital during the meetings. Um, She was in ICU on breathing machines. I would say that probably was the the most tired I've ever been in my life. Like I can think back and still feel the tiredness from it. I was nursing, so I had to pump, (laughs) I had to pump. And keep the milk going because she was only on an IV for a couple of days while she was in, in the um, ICU. It wasn't until she was out of ICU that, that she could nurse again. So, it, it, oh man, I, I, and I left the hospital and went to a meeting. <laughs> I just am like, what, what am I doing? No, I went to a meeting. But you know what? The anointing destroys every yoke. The anointing destroys it. The anointing will destroy um, that tiredness I felt. The anointing will destroy the sickness. So when most people would have thought, you know, I gotta go home, I've had a long time. Nope, there's Brooklyn with me in church. The day after, let's see, I got to the hospital on a Friday, Saturday we drove, started, started at a church on Sunday. Uh, once again, we were with, with my in-laws. And, you know, that's just the life I've led, and that's the life that my children have known. And so, but this is where the victory is sure. When your guard is down, okay? So here I just told you, all these things that happen, I'm exhausted. This is when we're driving a lot. I get, um, we get home. So we drove from Florida. This is when we lived in Virginia Beach. That's a two-day trip get home and probably just with Madeline kinda staying with Ted and my in-laws at the hotel, I'm not around, you know, busy and everything like that, whatever, she gets a crazy fever. Okay, just came back from a week and a half of meetings, one week, I'm in the hospital, with Brooklyn. I'm still nursing. Ted leaves to go to Maine to preach and it's me and the two girls home after all that and Madeline gets like 104 fever. Now I literally was about to freak out but see I don't freak out and feeling overwhelmed like what am I to do? I was like so ticked I mean, so ticked at the enemy and was like, is this, is this real life? Like I was like looking around my house like, I literally, I am not steady stepping foot at a doctor's office. Like I refused because I had just spent a week living in the hospital with my daughter. I laid next to Madeline and I turned to Mark one. Mark chapter 1 and here I go you got family and they mean well it's not that my family doesn't believe in God's healing power it's they mean well and you have friends and it, it, you know so don't, don't be rude, rude to your family and friends but this righteous anger this annoyance and this is what we have to do This is why I say, even a cold violates me. Even a cold pushes my faith into new heights, headaches, anything small, because of this. And I was able to watch it happen with my own daughter. So everyone's like, take her. You gotta take her, she's 104. Take her, this and that, you know. And I read Mark and I was laying in bed with her It's gone. It's just me. And it says on verse 29, After Jesus left the synagogue with James and John, they went to Simon and Andrew's home. Now Simon's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. They told Jesus about her right away. So when he went to her bedside, took her by the hand and helped her sit up. Then the fever left her, and she prepared a meal for them." And you know what? That revelation right there, I've, had, I've read Mark, I've read the Gospels, I've read that part. But in that moment, I pictured myself. I pictured, and I said, Jesus, the power lives inside of me. You live inside of me. I want my daughter healed. I'm not taking her again. I'm not dealing with medicine. I'm not dealing with this crap. I'm not. You have to say enough is enough. And so I laid my hands on Maddie and it wasn't an instant, you know, like that fever was gone. She, she you know, laid there, cold ice packs for a few hours, slept, but you know what, that's all. That was all she took, was an ice pack. That was all she dealt with was prayer. It was all me sitting by her, reading the Word of God, getting it into her spirit, man. Yeah, it's tough to see your kids like that. Yeah, you want things to quickly, oh, well you're so terrible, you let her wait it out. No, I'm not terrible. I'm living by faith because I know my victory is sure. We have a very easy life in America. We can run everywhere quickly and have instant gratification. You can have something sent to your house the same day with Amazon. You can run to CVS on the corner. You know, you need something real quick to the grocery. You know, you just literally go outside of your neighborhood and there, there's something on every corner that can satisfy your desire in a moment. But what takes great faith, what takes you to get the revelation of your victory assured sure is to stay put. Stay put on the firm foundation of the word of God. Now, you don't know the word of God. That's why people act the way they act. That's why they react. That's why they're all over the place. That's why they don't know what to believe. And they're up and down and they hear this voice and this uh, broadcast and this. and uh, You know what I'm saying? It's like you have to know God's voice. You have to be able to have that distinct voice of God to know your victory is sure. So, this is a, a thought that I wrote down. Why must we change the power of Jesus here in America? I mean, I, really anywhere, but you know, you go to these third-world countries and <laughs> there there are no options. It's like, listen, you're going to believe in the word of God that he can raise dead people and he can uh, heal the lepers and he can heal a virus and he can put on limbs and have them grow, grow back out. But, you know, there's no, there's no other options in some other places of the world, you know, and it forces you to make your faith grow higher. Well, we should force ourselves to make our faith grow, right? Okay, so Victor, sure. So I wrote, why must we change the power of Jesus here just because there's easy access on every corner? Everything online, easy access. We should train ourselves the same way, like I just said. Train yourself to not do your first reaction. Train yourself to go higher into the things of God. There's no difference And we can live in victory every day. There's no difference. The same same Jesus that's in Africa or uh, the uttermost parts of the world where there's nothing is the same Jesus that's right here with us today. Same. He's not more powerful in other countries and more powerful in this nation. No. Faith is the currency to receive our miracles in every nation in every nation. We are going to have to work at it harder in America because of what we have, because the blessings of God, no matter what you think is going on in, in here, it's still one nation under God, founded by godly men on godly principles, and it's still a blessed nation, the greatest nation in America, despite what people are trying to do now. So don't be knocking down America, side note, don't be, you know, wanting to live somewhere else. You live somewhere else, you'll be quickly crawling back to live in America. Believe me, I've traveled a lot of places, and not even very bad places. I've been to very, very nice places in other countries, and I still want to come back to America. So this is a blessed nation, but let's work harder, let's work harder at living in the victory that God gave us. Okay? So faith is currency. So your victory is sure. And the third thing I'm going to leave you with is your harvest is sure. Your harvest is sure. Um, I, won't, I won't read it all. I'll leave you a few things. Uh, to um, You can go back and, and look at them later because I know we're coming, coming up on our hour. But, I mean, technically, I could do whatever I want. It's my broadcast. But, you know, I know you guys have things going on during the day. <laughs> technically. I'm just kidding. But am I? No. Um, <laughs> you read this story in Genesis um, 38 of Judah and Tamar. So I'm just going to leave a few things uh, with you. And you can you can look at them. But... Uh, To know your harvest is sure. Look at a couple of things here. We know the story here and uh, with Tamar and Judah. And then at the end of Genesis 38, we're talking about Tamar um, giving birth to twins, right? giving birth to twins and it said while she was in labor one of the babies reached out his hand the midwife grabbed it and tied a scarlet string around the child's wrist announcing this one came out first but when but then he pulled back his hand and out came his brother what the midwife exclaimed how did you break out first so his so he was named perez and so we know you study study this section. Perez means breakthrough. Then the baby with the scarlet string on his wrist was born, and he his name was Zerah. So we know Judah means what? Praise. We've heard that taught on a lot. Judah means praise, and Perez means breakthrough. And look what, <laughs> if you are study out these names, it's really, really um, Interesting uh, when you study out the, the meaning of these names, especially in this story. Um, so Perez is breakthrough, Judah praise, but Tamar represents the biggest seed. Interesting, huh? Because what produces a large seed? The palm tree, the coconut. That's a ma- <laughs> that's a massive seed. That's a huge seed. So isn't isn't that pretty cool? That the two praise right combine praise with the largest seed judah tamar what do you got folks breakthrough hey there you go for the day <laughs> isn't that so interesting isn't that awesome when you read that story? Write those things down when you look at their names. And you, like I wrote here Perez equals breakthrough. When you write those things down and you read these stories again, it's amazing how you can know your harvest is sure. Your harvest is sure. Oh my gosh, it's pouring out. Sorry, caught me off guard. I was like, listen to that rain. See? It's a reaping season, the rain is here, it's coming and it makes things grow and it helps you reap. You water stuff, you water your seed with the word of God. You water your seed, you sow your seed, you water it and watch it grow. Um, so just like God reminded me did with Jesus, he was what? He was the largest seed sown, right? He was the, what a stupid devil. Like if he would have known he planted Jesus in the ground, all these little Christians would be popping up, he would have, you know, thought of a different plan. But since he's just that stupid and can't really think for himself and an idiot, (laughs) got nothing good to say about him, then there you go. There you go. God planted Jesus, biggest seed. Look what, reaped the harvest of Christians to carry out the plan of God. We have time right now and a work to do, and we're called to flourish. We're called not to just flourish for ourselves, but we are called to flourish for other people. What I'm doing is going to benefit the people around me then what they're doing is going to benefit the people around them, okay? <clears throat> I thought this was interesting. Um, uh, I had given some kids some money at church. I like to bless kids. I buy them stuff on trips. Um, I just love to love on your kids. Um, and so I had given some kids some money and I thought this was interesting because later in that week at the church service, somebody said, oh, I have some money for your, for your children. I'd like to bless them. And I was like, you know, I, I'm the one that gave the money. And someone didn't come up to me and say, I want to give you money. They said, I want to give your kids money. And I was like, what? And it just like dropped in my mind that... My seed became my children's harvest. Like how, how awesome. Think of that with God. God's seed. We're, we're reaping the goodness of that burial, of that seed in the ground. We're, we're reaping that. So I was just started thinking like God's largest seed became our harvest. Right? We don't have to be sick. We don't have to live in poverty. We don't have to struggle from day to day. Not something that you're going to hear because usually people always have to, you know, have a, a, a testimony from a struggle. Good. Get that testimony. Get past that struggle. I'm not mocking that. Okay? But if you don't go through life struggling, that's okay too. That's a testimony in itself. Somebody would be discouraged like I have to go through something and, and have this terrible life, you know, why didn't I have bad parents or why couldn't I have gone through a divorce to really know what it it's like and you know, I have to go through a divorce so I can speak to people. Who have had divorces, you know? Like I'm not qualified if, if I haven't gone through stuff, um, you know, to speak to them. You know, I, I haven't, I haven't had a terminal disease, and so therefore, what, what, what can I really be speaking on on uh, on healing? Is it's not for me? Like I need to be like majorly uh, healed of the of a miracle testimony in order for me to have a, a miracle ministry. No. That's the wrong way to look at it. I don't have to be healed from a massive miracle to have a miracle ministry. I can have a miracle ministry because God is my Heavenly Father who is a miracle worker. I work for the miracle worker. I love the miracle worker. The miracle worker died for me and gave me the power to work miracles. He said, greater things I will do when I go to be with my Father. And so... You don't have to go through something to speak on it. You don't have to go through something uh, to feel qualified to speak on it. No, there's testimonies on both sides of the tracks. If something happened bad in your life, get free, get a testimony, preach people out of it. If you haven't gone through something, stay free, preach people in that position. Either side of it, keep hanging on to that testimony. But no more sickness, no more anxiety, no more fear, no more poverty. God's largest seed in the ground became our harvest. So let's reap. It's reaping season. Let's reap what God has for us. We'll never lack. And you know how not to lack is to always have a seed prepared. Always have a seed going in the ground. Always have a seed buried and watering it so you can reap. So three things are you sure of that I spoke about today? First one was your position is sure. Number two, your victory is sure. And number three, your harvest is sure. So that is why that was what I wanted to discuss is are you sure? We don't have to wander around the earth wondering what our stance is as a Christian, what God has for us. His covenant is so magnificent, so pure, so real, available to each and every one of us, but we have to go after it. We have to delight in the law of the Lord. Like it says in Psalm 1 that I read, we have to meditate on His word. If there's nothing coming in... Nothing is going out. What you have coming in is what's going to come out. What's going to take over your thoughts? What's going to take over your stance? What's going to come out of your mouth? So what you have coming in is so important. Really get Psalm 1. I It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Is verse six, for the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. All throughout here, it talks about what God's going to do for the godly. And that's you and me. When you read the word of God, change those pronouns. Change it to I. Change it to your name. Make it feel So real to you that it sticks. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time together. Thank you, Lord, that we're leaving this broadcast, podcast, if you're listening to it later on, knowing what we're sure of, knowing what you've said about our lives, knowing, Lord, that my position is sure, that I'm on a firm foundation Lord, that that I will not be shaken, I will not be moved by the voices in this world, by the traps of the enemy, by the few sucker punches, by the little foxes that spoil. I'm not gonna be moved by it. I know what your word of God says in my life. Thank you, Lord, that I am producing in every area of my life. It doesn't matter what season I'm in, every season gets greater every week gets greater, every day gets greater, every month gets greater, every year gets greater in my life. I'll never retreat. I'll never go back in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that our victory is sure, that you died on the cross so we don't have to fight. We just have to obey. We have the easy part. You had the hard part. Thank you, Lord, that you give us strength, and victory every day of our life, every day over the enemy, every day over his lying words. He tries to to say something to us, we know exactly what to say back. Thank you, Lord, that our victory is sure. And Father God, thank you that our harvest is sure, that this is reaping season. Just as a, a Sunday night service that I mentioned that Ted preached, leapt in my spirit, it is reaping season for the seeds that people that are watching and listening to have sown, that it is a time to start reaping the harvest. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in our life, that you keep us healthy, you keep us wealthy, you keep us wise and full of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the rest of our day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for hanging with me, thank you for being with me. Share this broadcast, get it out. We saw a lot of people rocked last year in their stance and I mean, if not now more than ever, we need to make sure we know, we're sure, we are sure the information that we have, what we believe that we will not be waving back and forth. We are not that, you know, ocean. will lead me. Why don't you even know the rest of the, <laughs> of the song? Ocean. That's the name of the song, right, Ocean? Yeah, y'all should just take that off your playlist now. Some stuff, you know, the music score, whatever sounds nice behind it, but it's like, all right, the words. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. I know I offended like at least 25 of you, but that's okay. Come back on Friday because I'm giving away giveaways. It's Friday. I want to bless you. I love you so much. I really do. I enjoy this. Yes, my nephew hit the nail on the head. He says it's depressing. So now Tiffany likes you even more, Alex. <laughs> But anyway, I love you guys so much. I want to hear from you. Hey, if there's ever um, a topic that you want to hear, you know, please. That's right, Erin. Honesty Hour with Carolyn. Though is we have to, like, make it C's, right? Or I have to change my name because it's, like, all has to match. Confessions. Coffee Confessions with Carolyn. <laughs> You guys are awesome. I love you guys so much, but seriously, I'll be back on Friday at two o'clock. Make sure to join me, but as I was saying, if there's anything you ever wanna hear, I I wanna hear from you. So write me on Instagram. You can find me on um, Facebook. You can find me on carolynshuttlesworth.com. You can email me straight from there, but I wanna hear from you. If there's anything you want me to stand in agreement with you on, pray with you. I want to do that. I love you and I'll be back on Friday at 2 p.m. I'll see you later.